When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome back to The Wolverine Live. I'm John Borton. We're joined by Tom Crawford, as is the case on Tuesday nights. Tom Crawford, uh, we're going to talk about your television show here before long because there's some interesting <laughs> stuff going on, but yeah. welcome back to the Wolverine live. We got a lot of good stuff to, uh, to go over tonight. Oh my God. We're sitting here in May right now and we never run out of content JB when it comes to Michigan football, Michigan basketball. And we have Michigan basketball that's hanging out there. Just, you know, it's still, there's still a lot of, uh, you know, uh, crossing of the T's and dotting the I's and all that stuff as far as that personnel. But this, you know, the football thing is interesting because the portal deadline, what was uh, Sunday night, I know we're going to talk about that, not just Michigan, but other schools, another particular school on that. But it's like they're in the portal now, but you can tell you, I mean, it's, it's fair game for quite unlimited amount of time right now. If I understanding, I mean, you can you grab somebody at any time, you know, up until when the season starts or close to, um, this is crazy, crazy times in college football and college basketball. Yes, no, no doubt about it. Uh, <laughs> there's lots of stuff going on. We, we follow it all, but I'm telling you what, you know, you know, that, that it all comes back around to Michigan football, uh, oh, sooner yeah. or later. and we've got a whole bunch of things, despite the fact that we're a few months away from seeing Michigan football live, uh, you've got it going on, and there's there's always something. And I, I will say this: um, I was I was captivated by Michigan and the NFL draft this time around because uh, mm-hmm. you know what? It's it's um, one of those deals where you you watch these guys play for several years and you just wonder um, with the amount of success that they've had and the, and all of uh, what has gone into these last couple of seasons, they're in the spotlight. How would that translate to, uh, to getting guys drafted? And there's Michigan at the very top of uh, the listings in terms of, of, uh, guys taken and you know I know you follow this stuff Tom because you like to you like to know okay yeah. where where are the Wolverines going to be yeah. and yeah you know kind of kind of a fun thing this year uh, you start right off with uh 
the the team some call America's team. Yeah, yeah. Wolverines. Yeah, yeah. A little unsettling, you know. Typically, I I follow and even support and want to win when it comes to playoff time, unless they're going against the Lions, obviously. Uh, Michigan, uh, you know, Michigan teams. I mean, teams would uh, that have Michigan personnel on it, and the Dallas Cowboys uh, grabbed two of them and. And Mozzie Smith and Scooney, Luke Schoonmaker. I was really happy about that in the second round. He, Luke was the 58th pick, and uh, I think he, I think Luke's going to be. I mean, Mozzie's going to be good, obviously. I think it's a good fit for for him. But I, I think Scooney's going to be one of those tight ends that that can get open. I mean, he's not a, he's not, he's he's not a Brock Bauer. He's not like the old Georgia guys that can, you know, get separation. But he can get open. He can get open. He might not take it to the house, but he can get open. And I think he's going to have. A, a great career, uh, you know, as long as he stays healthy. But to, to have nine Michigan players, three more than Ohio State, although Ohio State had three in the first round, I thought that was very cool. It's 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 fun to watch the winged helmet. Uh, you know, people out there, the highlights when they when they when the Michigan kid gets drafted. Um, you know, but what, one thing that really I, I'm a, I'm going to make this observation right off the bat. I mean, what what. The biggest thing about different when watching the NFL draft now is when you see a player, you see him in two uniforms. You know, you see him, the original team he is with, and then the team that he transferred to. You see highlights from two teams for a lot of these kids. It's really showing. I know we're going to talk about this in a little bit, the impact of the transfer portal. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, and uh, some some teams, again, we'll talk about this, but some teams – getting uh, better and better through the transfer por- portal. And uh, some teams don't even want to think about the transfer portal these days. They're cringing a little bit. But, again, we're, we uh, <laughs> that is going to be a discussion for uh, moments from now. Uh, let me ask you this. How about, a, how about a kicker? Third round in the NFL draft. There were people yeah. that were saying, wait, where's that coming from? That yeah. just happen because those are the guys that you pick up as uh, as free agents at the end yeah. or in the, the seventh round or whatever yeah 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 jake moody i remember uh this is a long time ago so the young people of, of the wolverine.com will just cringe again but uh tom skladaney was a punter at ohio state back in in the uh 70s okay and he got drafted by the lions i think it was either first round or second round and he ended up being a great punter obviously but um, I mean, it was crazy at that time. But you know, and so since that time, we really don't see that many kickers and punters get drafted. But for Jake Moody to go in the third round to a really good team in the uh, 99th pick overall in the San Francisco 49ers, I think was so cool. And it was not only the distance in his range; it's the clutchness of it. I mean, think about that Illinois game, John. Think about the pressure he was under on both those kicks down the stretch. Uh, he's amazing. And, um, I I'm so happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great kid. Never forget, uh, Chris Ballas and I running into Jake Moody's parents out uh, in a restaurant outside of, uh, Penn state a couple years ago. And, uh, this was before, I mean, this was before on the way to the first, uh, Big Ten championship and things were kind of still up in the air and uh, the the way things have unfolded. The two teams that he got to play with 
down the stretch, the fact that uh, they they made the playoffs, the fact that they beat Ohio State in that kind of fashion, just a dream scenario for Jake Moody and uh, and really amazing. Before we move on to, and we're going to talk special teams, so uh, his name's going to come up again. But but in the rest of the draft, the, what were the things that uh, jumped out to you that uh, that really caught your attention? Well, what kind of not, maybe not frustrated me, but disappointed me. Let's just say Ronnie Bell. I thought he was going to go high. I wanted the Lions to draft Ronnie Bell. I just love this kid. And I guess when you have a knee injury, you're damaged goods or something like that. Uh, but he bounced back from that. Uh, and I, I, you know, once again, the Niners are going to be, a, a, you know, a uh, a favorite team of mine because they got two two Wolverines on, two fresh Wolverines on it, and Jake Moody and, and, and Ronnie Bell. So um, that one, just how long it took, you know, he was, uh, you know, 253rd pick. I mean, he was sixth from the end uh, for Mr. Irrelevant. Um, so I um, mean, that one, I, I'm glad he got drafted, though. And then Brad Robbins, though, getting drafted in sixth round, I think that was pretty cool. Once again, two that shows you the void. I know we're going to talk about this when you shot me the rundown about specialty teams when it comes to kicker and punter for the Absolutely. Wolverines in 2023. That's a that's a big void in Brad Robbins. He was a very, very dependable player. And then one other thing that in the Mike, Mike Morris going to a very good Seattle team, which had a terrific, terrific uh, draft. And Mike Morris's comments about Jim Harbaugh, how much he appreciated uh, what he did and how it was a testimonial about how uh, prepared uh, that Jim Harbaugh gets his, you know, to go to the next level and, 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 and to be a unified team and a winning team. So uh, it was, a, it has been a good few days here for the Michigan Wolverines. Football There's no doubt about it. And those two special teams players that you mentioned, uh, guys that you just became uh, as absolute centerpieces of these Michigan teams. I mean, you, they, they did what they did for so long. It was like, okay, you just, uh, here we go. Plug and play again. You got your punter back. You've got your uh, place kicker back. I talked to for our football preview, which is uh, we're right in the, Heat of oh, getting God. that ready for the next year. And today, uh, I, I talked to a very familiar name from the past in Michigan kicking. That would be Brandon Cornblue, uh, a former Michigan kicker that gives us, a, a, that is now a kicking coach. And we get, he runs his own service. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And he still has a, a lot to do with, he's worked with Michigan kickers. And it was a fascinating conversation. Be he led with this. I'll give you a little peek inside of the, uh, the Wolverine football preview issue that will be coming out. He talked about these two guys and said, look, the one, one thing that you really have to remember this year, and even coaches have to remember and fans have to remember, is that you, the, the two guys going out the door as a combination – might just be the best Michigan place kicker punter that we have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that just – that gets your attention. Wow. Yeah. You know, think about that. And so so that you almost have to be kind of um, prepared for, you know, 
the new guys stepping in. We've heard about Tommy Doman forever. Yeah. And now they picked yeah. up a, a a transfer kicker, and they've got a young guy that's a that's a freshman that um, is going to be in the mix. But you know, I think the message there was a people are going to have to be a little bit patient because there might be a a little glitch here and there. Yeah, when I think about Michigan kickers, uh, you know, Ali Haji Sheikh was the first scholarship kicker at the University of Michigan, uh, and he was he was dynamite. Mike Gillette was. I mean, you can go through it. I mean, there were there's been some good ones. Okay, there's no there's no doubt about it. But um, you know what what you know, what Jake Moody was just dependability. I mean, it's like you felt competent about every kick, and then those clutch kicks that we talked about. So. It's going to be a while. I know. I know. There's going to the, the pressure. I mean, fortunately, it won't be super amount of pressure uh, when you're playing a three group of five non-conference teams early on. I'm thinking those games, and even the first Rutgers, you know, the first Big Ten game against Rutgers at home. To get four home games, that would be a. This is where it plays in well, where he's not going to have to have a game-winning kick against like Texas the following year uh, when the Longhorns come to the Big House. So. Um, yeah, it's you're right. It's gonna be it's gonna be, but it's good competition, and it's great to have a transfer of the kid from Louisville who's uh, got a lot of experience, obviously. Yeah, you're talking about young Mister Turner, who uh, yeah. has had um, very he's 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 spent money last year, had a great year, twenty for twenty two, yeah. um, and that was uh, basically from under fifty yards and out. Um, little more inconsistent from beyond there like all that all of them are my wondering here and I asked this question to uh to Brandon Cornblue is do we maybe get a uh a one kicker from uh inside the 50 and, yeah, and yeah. maybe somebody that shows up with the uh, uh the biggest leg from beyond that or yeah. uh, how do we go about that yeah, the old Frank Titus Tim Tim Killian combination back in the late sixties. <laughs> okay, like, where are you going with this? I mean, Michigan's had a couple. Of, you know, a lot of teams do have that short kicker, long kicker, situational kicker decision making. Who's going to kick this time? Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm thrilled that they're getting depth at kicker and 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 punting is you know the same situation. I mean, you got to have great special team play and. Uh, special teams are huge, um, and Michigan is going to have – that's that one. I mean, we all, we always talk about offense and defense. Who's ahead? Who is it? Defense going to be ahead of the offense. Or offense is going to have the defense. Special team is going to – special team play is going to be great. And that's why I'm thrilled that Caleb Colazar is going to be healthy again. I mean, he's yeah. the best special team player on that team. Besides, you know, if you want to extract the kicker, I mean, is, is important. But uh, so it's important. And that's where depth also comes through. Because when you have a deep team, as Michigan has, ultimately the output from your special team play is usually goes up. Yeah, absolutely. And we're gonna, that's a, we'll keep a close eye on that. We've been hearing about Doman forever. I think I mean, uh, they're yeah. going to want him to concentrate the most on the punting aspect of the game. I think that's his strength. Uh, but I will be very, very interested to see how the field goal kicking shakes out because it's it's one of those deals that uh it, it's one thing to do it in practice but then the games roll around 
and you've got the transfer kid that has been in games, but not necessarily in front of 110,000 people. And uh, and these other guys, you know, you're okay. It's time the 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 brightest lights go on. So I, that's going to be a fascinating, and I think not as talked about aspect of Michigan football going into this season. We know they're loaded on uh, offense. We know they're loaded on defense. We've been talking about those sides of the ball, but boy, well, those special teams are going to be as always a big deal as you go along. You know, Mike Gillette back in that, those great teams in mid 80, he punted, he kicked off and he, and he place kicked. Okay. And he was good. He was good at all. Uh, I mean, he had a fake punt for a touchdown against Michigan state in the 88 game. Um, and, but I, I, I think now, you know, we're at the specialty era right now. I mean, you got to, and also you got to have a good kickoff guy, especially with the wind. I mean, the wind at Michigan stadium, those November winds, I mean, you're dealing with that and, and you're not, somebody who's going to kick it out of bounds. And so there's a lot, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of a point of emphasis, uh, in that decision-making who, who, who does the kickoffs and who field goals and, and, uh, and the punting. So, uh, that's, that's one of those question mark areas very few question mark areas, uh, an area of uncertainty, I guess, if you will, for Michigan football in 2023. You led me right into my uh, next topic because I, I'm telling you what, we're sitting here talking about special teams right off the bat. And really there's a kind of a where's the beef aspect of this Michigan football team, not in the sense that uh, where is the, the beef on either side of the ball. It's it's there. Where is the beef as in where is the argument? Where is the where is the complaint to be made? Uh, it, it's few and far between. You're you're looking for reasons to to wonder about this football team going in. It just not a whole they haven't left a whole lot to complain about compared to so many off seasons. Even last year, after you know, you you had the breakthrough. You beat Ohio State. You made the playoffs. All that there was coming from the directly from the south down uh, US twenty three. There was the fact. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they had a little fluke in the snow, and they've got to come to Columbus this year and just wait till you see uh, Ohio State's revenge. And that so there was some lingering doubt. Uh, this year, not so much. I mean, you, you got it done twice in a row against the Buckeyes. You, uh, you know, from seeing this group of coaches deal with things that that offense is going to be operating, I believe at a pretty high level. It's, they have the rushing attack that, uh, Tom Crawford has long coveted to see as far as a return, uh, the, the. The way they've gone about getting people to the quarterback, uh, you've got some people calling this program Edge Rusher U. It I is. understand. There's, there's things that uh, you can worry about, but it seems so far diminished from, from certainly the worst of times back in 2020 and directly before that when you're giving up 62 points to Ohio State or those sorts of things. Compared to now, it's like, okay, bring on a season. Yeah, yeah. You know, I when you talk about that defense and you, you, you know, the edge rusher, you, yeah. But the most critical part, there's a couple of critical part, 
and I'm not really concerned about it, but I'm more intrigued by how good they're going to be relative to, to creating a pass rush up the middle and getting quarterback pressures up the middle. And I'm talking about when you're talking about with Chris Jenkins and, and Kenneth Grant and Mason Graham uh, kind of in the middle-ish, you know what I mean, pushing pushing things. Um, that That's going to be interesting if Michigan can get a pass rush. And in particular, you know, with – with with Kenneth Grant and and Mason Graham, so uh, that that that's uh, I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, the kick the kicking thing, like we talked about, is a concern. But I'm concerned, like everybody who's really into the depth chart of Michigan football, is that left corner position or the right corner, whatever it is, opposite Will Johnson. I think Will is the left corner the boundary or field. I'm not sure how they re- reference it, but and. You know, so who's going? Is it a Morning Walker's going to be? I mean, who's the guy? Who's the guy that uh, Michigan can count on when Marvin Harrison Jr. comes to town? <laughs> Not that they can't worry about it before then, but I mean, you're going to. I mean, I, I know the matchups are. I mean, but when you've got incredible wide receiver talent like Ohio State has, there's a lot of time to prepare for that. But it's the corner position. Is it not with you? That other opposite corner of Will Johnson. Oh, sure. That, and that's very valid. And it's wide open right now after, you know, had the early declaration from Jim Harbaugh that uh, Amarian Walker looked like uh, a, a starter in the first two days of spring yeah. ball. Well, by the end of spring ball, uh, there was concern there because he was giving up uh, receptions in the spring game and all of that. And the kid is a lights out athlete. But he's got to learn the position, learn how to play cornerback, learn the ins and outs and the intricacies. And that's his big job this summer. And depending on how far he progresses, he still could be the guy. Otherwise, there are other people that uh, that can plug in there. There are five or six guys that are going to be battling uh, for significant time at that spot. We'll see what happens. You referenced the, uh, the interior rush. I can tell you for a fact, having talked to two of these guys just recently about two of the interior guys, they they are all but guaranteeing. They're, they're, they're saying, watch. You watch the interior line getting a bigger push. We made that our goal, our whole push in the offseason. Mike Elston has his focus on it. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's going to happen. They're they're saying that you are going to see more push from Michigan's interior offensive line. So uh, that will those are things to watch. There's no question about it. So let me ask you this: um, we're, you, you look at Michigan and you you're you're looking for those uh, those issues elsewhere. They're they're kind of covering their eyes a little bit, and that's where that's where press pass comes back in. Uh, Tom Crawford is on that show. It comes on Fox Forty Seven around here on Sunday nights, and yeah. he is uh, he is hip deep in Spartans or those yeah. connected with uh, Michigan State. Uh, yeah. Our mutual friend Rico Beard. Uh, is one of them, and you you look at a Michigan State team that all of a sudden people are saying, what is going on? The uh, quarterback, starting quarterback, veteran, goes to the transfer portal. Their best receiver goes to the portal. You get a cornerback going to the portal. You, Tom Crawford lives in East Lansing. Is you know, it, uh, are, are the are the guys that um, 
you know, pick up the, the, the trash and, and do other essential uh, uh, functions in East Lansing? Have they gone to the portal too? Or is, <laughs> has anyone left? Well, the big joke was that image of Sparty going to the portal and USC yeah. picked up Sparty and flipped him into a Trojan uh, mascot. Uh, well, uh, it, you know, uh, full disclosure, Charles Brantley, the, the corner, has now opted to go back or out of the portal back to Michigan State. <laughs> Okay. He's doing some uh, damage control, if you will. Uh, Keon Coleman, we we all know about Keon Coleman. I mean, he he uh, he had a hell of a first half oh. against Michigan. You know, yeah. I mean, I was I, to be honest with you, I was a little bit concerned about that dude at halftime. Like, and, but Michigan made incredible amount of uh, changes defensively and shut him down to nothing in the second half. But he is. Keon Coleman is a – he's the kind of guy that I wish Michigan had in this regard. He's a basketball player as well. He's on Tom Lizzo's team. He's a 50-50 ball catcher, a guy who can position himself, get leverage, and out, you know, and make a grab that Michigan has lacked that kind of receiver. Um, now, Mel Tucker's scrambling to get Keon Coleman. In fact, he had a meeting yesterday afternoon and one again today. So he might go back. But regardless, I mean, they've had upwards of 20 kids, Michigan State has, enter the transfer portal since their last game of the season against Penn State. Or actually, yeah, yeah, that was their last game because they didn't play a bowl game, okay? Peyton Thorne definitely going. Peyton Thorne um, is, a, is a former captain, right? And a, two, uh, a two-year a two starter. And and this is actually, I'm going to, this is why I have a hard, the Hunter Dickinson thing I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. When you have a captain leave Pretty your team, when you have a captain leave your team, that's red. That's a red flag thing to me, and that and that's that's not good because that's leadership. And if I'm Peyton Thorne or if I'm Hunter Dickinson and I'm a captain and I leave my team, uh, I I would I would think thoroughly about that because you're you know that hurts your credibility because you are a you are a leader on that team. I mean you've been you know, you've been honored with this captaincy, which is, I know people in the corporate world that love captains of football teams. They're great leaders or captains of any athletic team. They're great leaders. And um, for a captain to leave, that that's that's not a good sign for Michigan State. Now, I, there was rumblings that Noah Kim was beating him out at quarterback and because um, Peyton Thorne did have his struggles last year. But still, I mean, I've, I'm shocked he didn't stay to compete and try to win that job. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I I had heard that they, Michigan State was uh, trying to reel these guys back in. But just the fact that you have got guys that are prominent uh, going to the portal, that's a that, as you said, there's no question that's a red flag. And uh, so we're going to keep, a, you know, there, there are people that. Uh, sometimes listening to the podcast that don't want us talking about uh, other teams besides Michigan. Well, hey, guess what? Michigan resides in the Big Ten. This affects everything, and so we will. It, this is a this portal thing. Th- this is this is a discussion topic for every every all, all the on three sites. I mean, it's relevant because there are, there's also availability. I mean, it, it, this is this is you know. The NFL free agency on steroids here at the at the intercollegiate level. I mean, there's kids just you know. Well, now the deadline's hit, so you got all these kids 
that, that don't know if they're going to come back into their team, if they're welcome back into their present team, or are they going to go somewhere else where they find a home, or are they going to be twisted in the wind with no place to go, which is the fear, uh, which is a gamble aspect of it. So um, it's going to be interesting, but, um, you know, I, I'm not, a, you know, the Michigan State thing is uh, there's a lot, there are some little minor meltdowns here the, in, the, in the Spartan nation that surrounds me, like what the hell's going on here? Uh, we have this $95 million coach and, um, you know, there's, you know, players leaving the team coming off of five and seven. And so, yeah, there's a lot of uneasiness, but, you know, we'll see who shows up for everybody. And sometimes in the portal, you can have, you know, you live by the, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, you know, what goes around comes around, you know, the portal gave Mel Tucker his one solid season, a great season, 11 wins and Kenneth Walker. Well, that's the Lord, you know, give it now that some of this is taken away now, but that what goes wrong. It's just the way it is. I mean, it ha that's, that's the situation right now we reside in. Now you are locked in and there are a few people that just might be regretting it. Tom Crawford said in an earlier podcast, he, he wasn't as worried about Michigan State this year. Uh, that, that worry might just be easing even a little bit more, but yeah. you've got to go to got to go to East Lansing so let's uh you know yeah. well you still yeah. have to be ready for that game and on guard yeah, and all they'll play their best game they'll play their best game and that's you know that's always concerned the environment you know there's, there's a couple of environments that the environment challenges you you got obviously Columbus Penn State but the animosity uh of Spartan Stadium you've been there countless times I mean you, you can feel it in the press box I mean and it's it's going to be loud and this now we're at the toxic level of Michigan Michigan State rivalry. There's a lot of animosity. It's been ramped up after what happened in the tunnel and other things following that. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I shouldn't be taking anything for granted. <laughs> there you go. And there he is, Tom Crawford, the uh, the gem of the Wolverine live. And there you go. Look at the banner down there. We do want to take a moment to shout out uh, the sponsor of our Tuesday night recruiting show and a longtime partner of the Wolverine in Lewis Jewelers. Oh, yeah. uh, simple question, guys. Is your daughter's engagement ring bigger than your wife's? If the answer is yes, <laughs> great news. Lewis Jewelers can help. <laughs> It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned expert trusted advisors finding that perfect diamond. So stop by today, guys, and fix the family issue. Lewis Jewelers, your diamond store, and so much more since 1921. Visit them at their new location, 300 South Maple Road, Ann Arbor, or online at lewisjewelers.com. That's lewisjewelers.com. Dot com L E W I S J E W E L E R S dot com. Lewis Jewelers, where Ann Arbor gets engaged. And we are going to get re engaged in the conversation over Michigan football. And that's an easy thing to do. Tom Crawford, have have you been by the stadium to see the work on these scoreboards that they're putting in? I'm I'm I hear these reports, and I haven't seen them in person, but I've seen pictures. And uh, it, I tell you what, you start to wonder how much bigger can they get. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, at the spring game, you could see the framework on you know the, of the of, of the on the south end, and then the north end was matching that, and 
And now I, I saw the images when they had uh, graduation ceremonies last Saturday at the big house. And it, it's going to be amazing. And what, what the amazing part is the technology that's going to come out of those boards and the 40 plus million dollars <laughs> of uh, technology coming out of those boards. Uh, so it's, it's I, I think college football is striving and Michigan's right in that is striving to be the ultimate uh, fan experience. And I, it, you know, that's what, you know, Michigan might be opening with East Carolina and, you know, but there's so much excitement about the 2023 team where everybody's going to want to go there Labor Day weekend and go to that game, but they want to see the scoreboards too. I mean, that's the, that's the new toy to look at. And uh, that, that just fits into all the other upgrades that are happening in Ann Arbor, uh, including the, the construction of elbow field, you know, they're going to, they're going to have a huge, massive, very expensive dormitory there and and freshman dorm there and all the other stuff that's going on. It's, it's crazy. It's prosperity at the University of Michigan. There you go. Opening with East Carolina, you'll get to see the scoreboards for the first uh, time officially, but ending with a team we all know and uh, in late November. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that those scoreboards – you get to see the high definition aspect by seeing the uh, the snowflakes as they uh, yeah. as they fall from the sky that morning, and you get ready for Michigan Ohio State. Here's we we touched on this already, but I I really want to pose the question directly to you, Tom Crawford. In your mind, have the Wolverines, who spent the better part of two decades in uh, in more frustration against Ohio State than they have ever in the all the years that they've played football against them. Have they turned the corner against the Buckeyes? I encountered uh, someone who is very close to Michigan that uh, expressed to me, you know, I wasn't going to say so until until they won two in a row. Well, they've yeah. done that now. As yeah. Michigan turned the corner against the Buckeyes. Well, I mean, turn the corner and pull the way uh, is 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 the thing that I want, and that's and, and you know turn turn the corner and pull away and, and you know get some separation from Ohio State. That that's defined to me beating them a third time and beating them in Ann Arbor this year. Um, so you beat them three straight times. I mean, it, you know that you know Michigan or Ohio State was you know dominated Michigan for so many years in, in this century. So a lot of payback still is looming out there. That's got to be served up to Ohio State by Michigan, and so yeah, that's. I mean, they've turned the corner in this regard. They beat them back to back. That's great. And the recruiting thing for 2024. I mean, uh, that's pretty outstanding what they're doing in that class. It's. I mean, that the recruiting thing. I know for a fact, um, it's gotten Georgia's coaching staff's attention. What Michigan is doing recruiting, mm. and when you do that. I mean, this is Georgia Bulldogs. We have like four, five stars in a 25 class. You're, you're doing something good. You get Georgia's attention. So, um, yeah, Michigan is, is killing it. Preseason number two. I know preseason doesn't matter. Preseason number two, USA Today just came out. Michigan Wolverines are, are second in the nation in the top 25 post-spring football ranking. So, um, yeah, they've, they've turned the corner, but I want more than turning the corner. And I want some, I want some separation, and that 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 will take place uh, in late November. Yeah, that's right. The suffering 
went on far longer than two years. So yeah. uh, uh, guys like Tom Crawford and many uh, Michigan onlookers want more. I'll tell you what, who wants more? Uh, I, I'm going to give you one guy from each side of the football that really, really want the Buckeyes again this year. One would be on the offensive side, Blake Corum, who yeah. didn't get to really uh, participate right. in that game. He started, but uh, it, he, he just didn't have, uh, have it physically to be able to compete in that game. He is going to be absolutely licking his chops to get at the Buckeyes. And on the other side of the football, we talked about the cornerback situation. Will Johnson, uh, he's he's got a little grudge in his hip pocket for the Buckeyes because he, in recruiting, did not feel properly respected by the uh, that team from Columbus, Ohio. And uh, I, I think uh, those two guys uh, are going to be among a very motivated Michigan team, two of the ones that are highest up on that list. Did you imagine the uh, pregame analysis, the Will Johnson, Marvin Harrison Jr.? That That's Charles Woodson and David Boston 2.0. You know what I mean? As far as the attention is going to be drawn. And, you know, I'm just, I you know, I just like the idea that Michigan now has Ohio State-esque athletes. And now Michigan is on an even playing field when it comes to personnel and it's getting better and the scheme is getting better and the depth is awesome. And that number two there, Will Johnson, um, I don't mean to overhype him, but man, he, I, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling all American. I'm feeling first round draft pick after next year, not this coming year, but after the following year, he'll probably obviously leave. Uh, he's, you know, barring injury, knock on wood, he's gonna have he's gonna be a, have a sensational career for the Michigan Wolverines. All right, we got some clock management uh, issues here because we're coming down in the fourth quarter, clock and uh, we want to hit some real quickly. Uh, we'd switch over to basketball. The uh, the portal talent that Michigan has basketball has coming in. What is it that has grabbed your attention? Are they getting enough to try and? make up for uh, what they ha have lost or are in the process of losing? How, how's, how's this going to impact a roster that is going to go through some real churn? Well, I, I got to know, is Caleb Love, is he definitely – I mean, I got to know these for sure things. You know what I mean? Yeah. This goes back to what happened last year. You know, obviously losing a kid to Illinois, uh, you know, at the 11th hour. Um, I'm worried about, you know, I mean, Hunter Dickinson to me is gone. I mean, I, are we on the same page uh, yeah. with that? Well, that would be, uh, that's kind of like those guys that decide to go to, uh, that are considering the NFL early. I consider, okay, he's gone. If yeah. you want to surprise me, you want that uh, big, delightful surprise, fine. But yeah. when they make those sorts of moves, you kind of say, all right, he's out the door. Yeah, unless something really turns around. Well, they they need they need a they need a scoring a a, a scoring four a power four who can shoot. I mean, and then they got to fill that they got to get a five. Olivier uh, Kamwa, the kid is that how you pronounce his name? The kid from Tennessee, okay. So mm -hmm. he's dancing with the NBA thing concept, right? And so uh, we don't know where he's going. And and you know, I read Ballas's piece. There's 
there's some other kids that are that are you know one from the Dominican Republic, um, a 24 recruit who might reclassify. I mean, I'm hearing some wild stuff um, because Michigan just has Terrace Reed down there at, at you know as far as playing center, and that's problematic. I mean, yeah, he's 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 got a lot of potential. He's doing well, but um, his hands are not exactly soft, and he and he can't he doesn't necessarily finish around the hoop. But I'm there's a lot of concerns about this basketball program right now in terms of personnel. Are you, is Juwan going to fill all these 13 scholarship holes? Is there going to be ones that are going to carry over? And what kind of year it's going to be? I was a bad, you know, it was 18 and 16 this past year on and, and, and not getting an NCAA. But that is that is not acceptable by Michigan basketball standards, in my opinion. You know, and. I mean, that's just the way it is. You can't to have two in a row to yeah. have two in a row in that. Uh, uh-uh. yeah, no. Okay. So he's, he's, got time. he's got to figure this thing out. And the other thing he's got to figure out, John, he's got to figure out what he can do better as a coach. So uh, when these games that are his team is in, like there's seven, there's seven games that went down to two possession, one possession, you know, and he, and he, and he went like three and uh, in, in, in uh, 15 games, there were like double or two possession plus whatever or less, and you win three out of 15. You're three and 12. He's got he's got to have, have that clutch time aspect of Michigan basketball has got to come back in the equation. Yeah, I, I would certainly agree with that. And uh, you know, you anticipated my next question: What does Michigan basketball have to prove in the coming year? I think you uh, you win some of those clutch games and you have a better season if you have uh, the right amount of glue guys and not just the, the superstars, but guys that are savvy and know how to play. That's why I'm going to point to one guy that I'm interested in seeing that's coming in. You talk about this uh, Namari Burnett that uh, spent a year at Texas Tech, transferred to uh, Alabama. There's uh, an ACL, has to sit out. But last year came back and, uh, you know, he he hurt his wrist uh, and missed a fair amount of time. I just talked to a, a guy from Alabama uh, today and uh, they they noted that he lost he lost his uh, starting spot after trying to come back from that wrist injury. But this is a kid that can uh, really play some defense on the perimeter for you that can get in a pretty good hot streak shooting the three, that can do some of the things that Michigan desperately lacked at times last season. So, you know, I'm thinking if if this kid has a healthy season where he doesn't have to worry about those things and gets an opportunity to play a little bit bigger role, I want to see what he can do. I want to see how some of these parts that we just don't know about enough about yet uh, get put together. And uh, I think that's a that's a big item on the checklist for Michigan basketball at this point, how they do that, uh, putting together with guys that maybe aren't, aren't super headline grabbers. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about all these guys, you know, and talk about Caleb Love's experience and five, you know, five, you can have all these talent, talented kids coming in. But it's that 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 getting these moving parts to work together, which we didn't see jump off the court last year. We didn't see continuity. We didn't see um, playing together as a team. 
Um, and and that has and that has to be fixed. And uh, if it is, I mean, Michigan could be really good um, when you look at all the personnel. But once again, finding out when they're and, and I don't know when that podcast that we're going to have when we actually know when all what's going to be the roster. Michigan's final. What you know? When, when's why Tom Wyrod going? When's he going to release that? This is the final roster for the 23-24 Michigan basketball season. When that happens, I don't know when that happens. July. When that, when that happens, we'll spend uh, more time uh, yes. than rather than just the tail end of a uh, of a Wolverine yeah. lap. Yeah, go front and center. Yes, exactly. Something to to really there's some meat in the bone that really evaluate. I'm looking forward to that. Dude. There you go. You talked about teamwork. We always have it here on the Wolverine Live every Tuesday night. We thank Tom Crawford uh, for being here with us. We will do it again next week. And uh, I'll tell you what, there will be developments between now and then oh, that God. will need to be addressed and other yeah. aspects of talking about the impending football season that uh, people are always uh, always interested, always want to hear these things broken down and picked apart. And we're here to do it. Tom yeah. Crawford, great having you with us. Well, the passion of Michigan football, basketball, the University of Michigan is off the scale right now. I'm just glad to be part of it. Thanks for having me on again, JB. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply